Yeah, I didn't have to get quiet just because I walked up here. Good morning. How's everybody doing? I can't hear you. How's everybody doing? Awesome. I want you to look on your right side and your left side and tell somebody how good they look and that you're glad to be sitting this close to them today. Would you do that? And husbands, if that's your wife sitting that close, that'd be a good time to get your brownie points in and say it with extra, extra effort. Okay, that got quiet, so we're not working on that, okay? But with that in mind, we do have a marriage enrichment conference coming up in February, the weekend before Valentine's Day. You'll get more information about that. We're actually having some missionaries to the American family. Billy and Rebecca Altman will be coming in. Uh, They serve with Family Life today, and they're going to be here all weekend doing a marriage conference for us, so be ready for that. I'm sorry, we, we are a few minutes behind getting started this morning. This would be a good time for you to whip out your cell phone or something and go to the Northview Harvest Ministries Facebook page and go ahead and share the video, uh, the live stream of what we've got going on right now. But here's what I need to say. For those of you that are with us online, part of our online congregation today, remember you are not an audience. You're not spectators. You are participators. So I want you in the house, would you put your hands together and welcome everybody that is with us online. I do need to make a very special announcement for those of you that are watching online. Today, we are going to be having our kids program that we're going to be starting in just a few minutes. There's going to be a portion of that program that the kids will be doing some signing to, the, to a song. Unfortunately, for those of you online, we're going to have to mute the audio at that point because if we don't, Facebook and YouTube is going to kick us off. They would take our video down because of copyright law. Uh, Somebody's going online because I hear me coming through their phone right now. There you go. See, thank you for following that. Oh, was that you, Miss Kim? Never mind. You're pretty. You can do that. All right. I'm going to marry somebody like her when I grow up. So anyway, for the duration of that one song... Uh, Mr. Jernigan, who is running our live stream today, he's going to have to mute the audio for about three and a half minutes or so, uh, and then we'll go back live. If we don't, by this time tomorrow, they will have taken our entire video down, Uh, and we don't want to do that because we believe that this service today is going to reach around 1,700 people in the next week around the world, and we want those 1,700 people to receive the news of Jesus Christ that he is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords, amen? Amen. So it's good that we can come in here and have the kids program. It's good that we can come in here and have have a dynamic worship time. It's good we can come in here and you tolerate a mediocre preacher for just a minute. But what is glorious about this whole thing is it's all about Jesus and that's worth it all right there. Okay, so one more time, look at somebody and tell them you're glad to be here at Northview with them today. If this is your first time here or you hadn't been here in a long time, 
uh, we're, we're glad you're here, especially. And let me remind you, if you need to go to the restrooms, if you go out the side doors, the middle doors are now blocked off now that we're live. But you can go out the side doors at the back. And if you go out in the foyer and hang a right turn, the restrooms, water fountains are down to your right. Or you can go through these double doors here where Mr. Chris Taylor's at. And you can go there. And there are restrooms, men's and ladies, boys and girls, to the right. There's water fountains right there. Okay, now, how many of y'all excited about the kids program today? <laughs> Me too. It's awesome. And tonight and tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, we have our adult musical drama, which is going to be phenomenal. You don't want to miss that, and you want to bring about 20 people with you, okay? That's a promise. It's going to be that good. All right, let's pray, and we're going to get this party started today. Holy Father, we thank you today. We thank you for allowing us to be a part of your family. We thank you for allowing us to be a part of your kingdom. We thank you for inviting us into your family. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the gift. We thank you for the baby that was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. But we also thank you that 33 years later, that baby became a man, the son of God and the son of man. And on an old rugged cross, he gave his life, he shed his blood. We will not negotiate that because he is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And he's the only way to the Father. So Jesus, I pray today in everything that we say and we do, this red letter Christmas, the children's program today, I pray everybody sees Jesus in that. I pray you to bless the kids today. pray you to bless those that have been with them and serving with them. Uh, we pray you to touch Mr. Niece today. Uh, she had a little situation earlier, but God, we declare over her body right now, you are her healer. You are Jehovah Rapha, and by your stripes, we were, we are, and we shall be healed. Strengthen her, we pray, in body, soul, and spirit. Be with us today. May your Holy Spirit have free reign in whatever he wants to do in this service. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. Uh, so are you ready, Mr. Chris? Could, would it uh, be too much if I asked these good people to stand and clap their hands to welcome these kids to come in? All right, let's do that right there. Let's let these kids know we're excited about them coming in today. Let's do it.
take a look all around at this time of year and chances are you'll see the beautiful colors of, of Christmas everywhere. The colors of Christmas, they're celebrated inside and outside our homes, throughout our shopping malls, and even on the funny sweaters we are asked or made to wear. Yeah, if you look closely enough and stop for a few moments to consider, these brilliant colors of Christmas can help retell the story of birth of Christ. Let us now take a journey and unfold the colors of Christmas, both with our eyes and our imaginations. Gold is the glimmering color we see in bows, ribbons, and packages. It's the color that might be seen on top of a Christmas tree for the color of church bells ringing of loud festive melody for all to hear. Gold, it's also the color that reminds us of the angels who made the amazing announcement in the sky that first Christmas night. And the angel said unto him, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddle and clothes lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an angel, um, a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men, torment. The little town of Bethlehem will never be the same again.
The color green. During this season, it can remind us of holy leaves, ivy, and Christmas wreaths. It also reminds us of Christmas trees in every home, brightly decorated with homemade ornaments. Green, it also brings to mind the grassy hillsides of Bethlehem where the shepherds were watching their flocks the night of the angel's announcement. And there in the same country, shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. Green, we can see in our reefs and trees, but also when in the journey the shepherds to worship and rejoice at the manger.
the stink of snowflakes, snowman, and the fun of throwing a snowball. The color of blue reminds us of the favorite ornament or of a strand of shimmering and flashing lights on a tree. The color of blue reminds us of a favorite, oh, I'm so sorry. White and blue, they also tell us of the bright stars and sky of Bethlehem that lead the wise men on their journey to Jesus. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he, the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and now are come to worship him. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. White and blue like the wise men, may we see gathered the Christ child too. We see it in stripes of delicious candy canes and petals of beautiful poinsettias.
Red, it's seen in the festive holly berries and has the brightly colored nose of our favorite little reindeer. Mixed with many other colors, red just might be the most vibrant and utilized color of, in all Christmas. When we flip through the pages of the Bible, we may even see letters in the red. Those are the words of Christ. They are color red to remind us of his sacrifice for us on the cross. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The The word makes us see the 
around the world, Christmas is filled with these festive and vibrant colors. Over, she's cause tell us the story that had really changed the world. <coughs> In the words of red, the red letters of Christ, they, they still speak to us today. Let the magnificent colors of Christmas remind you of the true meaning for the season. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. The things in lot stories twice as you look all around. Christmas, they tell the story, the red letter Christmas. During our practices, we have we had a fundraising contest. Each year, we select an organization to give the money to. This year, we have chosen the Live Like Madison Foundation. Madison Fedak was a friend of mine. She was diagnosed with cancer. Her mother made her a promise that she she would do everything in her power to fight the disease that took her away. If you knew Madison, you knew that her heart was as big as her personality. She loved life, she loved people, and she loved more than anything to make people smile. She even had my dad wearing pink now. <laughs> Madison's Toy Chest is a program that began in 2021. It was in response to Madison's sincere desire to give toys to all children who had to be in hospitals. They have been able to create and stock toy chests in two locations so far. Today we are giving our funds to the Madison Toy Chest Program. Would the executive board please come up?
Miss Fedak, please accept our donation in the amount of $700. this morning I was like keep it together keep it together um, didn't want to wear mascara because I knew this was gonna happen um, but first let me just say thank you for inviting us here um, and thank you for this like this was amazing um, as a school teacher I know how impossible on days it seems to wrangle kids uh, but they did an amazing job um, it was so great to be here to, to witness this today. I see a lot of Madison's friends here um, today, and so it's it's emotional. Um, it is heartwarming. Um, I cannot tell you how much this means to me as a mom. Um, I know that Madison was your friend too, um, and to know that you took this on for her um, just means so much to me. And I know that she's up there right now, smiling down and just so excited. This, this is amazing. We're gonna give a lot of toys to a lot of kids who are in the hospital um, over Christmas. And I remember we left um, three years ago next week, will actually be um, when we lost her. But I remember we left and she said, Mama, let, let's give them toys. And I said, maybe we will. We will, and this is gonna help me keep that promise to her. So thank you all who gave. Thank you all who always give and volunteer and, and pray. And um, we just, we can't do this without you. So thank you so much. We're going to pray over these folks and, uh, and the foundation that they work with. So would you join with me today? <clears throat> Father, your word says in Psalms 5 and 12 that you bless the righteous and you surround them with favor as with a shield. So God, I bless these ladies in the board and the foundation that they represent to live like Madison. And uh, Father, I pray with the heart that they have to make a difference, to make an impact, to be an influence, to carry on the memory and the love and the heart of Madison. Lord, I pray that you would open doors of opportunity. I pray that you would give them influence, favor with people of funding, grants, whatever that's available to help them take this thing where they could have never dreamed it would go. But regardless, with every child, with every smile, with every tear of relief in a mama or a daddy or a grandma or a grandpa or a brother or a sister, God, I pray that you would bless it and take note of it 
and open heaven over them and pour out blessings upon them. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God, we pray that what we, what these kids have blessed them with today, take it, multiply it, make it go beyond what they would have ever dreamed in the stewardship of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you put your hands together and show these ladies love for what they're doing? Come on. Yes. And I just received word that an, an anonymous donor has matched what we gave. Your total today is Y'all, we want to say thank you to our kids who have done an awesome job today. And I know all you mamas and daddies, aunts and uncles, grandmas and grandpas, whoops. It's a case of the disappearing Christmas present. <laughs> hey, what? And magic acts, magic, magic, didn't know. So y'all did an awesome job and I know everybody's gonna be waiting for y'all after service to get pictures in front of the trees here, trees in the foyer. Uh, so y'all did good, I love y'all. Don't y'all love them? 
And y'all did good up here too. My wife said, I don't know how they're making them be that still. So anyway, when they get out of these boxes, they're gonna need to run around a little bit, right? But also y'all, I wanna say thank you to the parents, grandparents and everybody who brought these kids out to the practices and stuff. And uh, we had to have some adults here because we couldn't let you just drop them off to an empty spot, right? So uh, Miss Megan Gordon, when I call your name, would you wave your hand up? Wave it up real high, Miss Megan, all right? Mandy Hunt, Miss Denise Locklear, Miss Sue Ellen Parrish, Mr. Earl Poole, Miss Erin Reeves, and Miss Shailene Taylor. Shailene Taylor, that's the southern version, Shailene. <laughs> and I saved uh, the most worrisome for last, our director and the man who put it all together, the man with the heart behind the mission, Mr. Chris Taylor. And on media today had all the pretty stuff going up with the uh, environmental projection was Miss Renee back there. Y'all show her some love, Miss Renee Anderson. She also doubles uh, as uh, Alan Anderson's supervisor and wife. And on sandwich we had Mr. Zachary White. So y'all show him some love as well. All right, we're gonna let you guys go down, okay? did awesome. Y'all are awesome. Watch your step. Y'all did awesome. Watch your step. Good job, Mr. Cash. It's that first step. You follow me, I have to catch you. Go ahead, Ricky. You did good, Joshua. You did good, Alex. You did good, Deb. J-Man. Chivalry. <laughs> All right, at this time, we're going to let our special choir come up today. We're doing things a little bit different today uh, in lieu of our production tonight, which all of you we expect to come back to, right? And bring 20 people with you because it's going to be awesome. How many of y'all excited about are excited about Christmas time? Yes. Okay. Well, that was kind of weak for this to be a Christian church, I guess. I don't know. I would think if we'd be excited about anything, there ought to be we excited about celebrating the birthday of Jesus Christ. I know some folks can say, well, he wasn't born on December 25th. He's born in May or April, somewhere in spring. Let me tell you something, I don't care when he was born. If this is when we're gonna celebrate he was born, I'm just glad he came, okay? Amen. Now, we're gonna blow the shofar today because one of the reasons that they blew the shofar in the Old Testament is they blew it as, as, a, time of, as a time to signal, a means to signal a time of celebration. So that's what we're gonna to do today. We're gonna to signal that we are celebrating Jesus Christ. 
So would you stand to your feet with me? And as I blow the shofar, I want you to lift your voices and just bless the Lord in your own way, giving thanks, welcoming him into this place because Psalms 22 says he inhabits the praises of his people. See the land. 
you thankful for that lamb this morning? Are you thankful for the lamb of God this morning? Come on, can we just raise our hands and thank the Lord for who he is today? God, we just lift you up this morning. Lord, we just thank you for everyone that has come into this place, God. We thank you for your sweet presence that has already been ushered in here, God, with this children's Christmas play. God, we thank you this morning that you are our all in all this morning, God. And we just thank you that that is what this Christmas season is about, God, is you. Father God, we just worship you. We direct it to you this morning. We lift our voice
and he has been given to us and when we speak that name healing takes place salvation takes place deliverance takes place peace comes comfort comes so right now we have a list of people here who've called in uh, names who are sick and we're going to lift this up right now would you extend your hand this way Father, Hallelujah. we lift up this prayer request to yes, you right we now. Lord. We thank you that on this prayer shield are many of these people who need comfort, people who are yes. grieving, people who are depressed, mm-hmm. people who are suicidal, people who are, have, have financial needs, Jesus, people who are hurting Jesus, Jesus, because of lost loved ones during this season. Yes, so we lift up yes, every name on this list and we speak the unspeakable name of Jesus over it. We just believe your name to be the name above every name. We believe that when we speak Jesus, that name still has power. And we speak that name right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We give glory and honor and praise to that name that is above every name. Glory to your name. We just say we want to speak that name right now. Yes, Take a moment to whisper that name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
And Jesus in the streets. And Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. And Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name. Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains. And Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. And Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains. And Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. And 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 Jesus for my family. I speak the holy that you gave us in that manger so long ago. We decree and declare there's life and power and strength in that name and that in your presence right now, you are meeting the needs of your precious people. So we give you all the praise and all the glory for it, Jesus, as we speak that name above every name. Thank you for that unspeakable gift. Can we give the Lord a shout of praise in the house today? Show him appreciation for the name that is above every name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Northview Harvest Ministries. We are so glad to see you today. If you're a first-time attender, if this is your first time with us today, in your bulletin there is a form that says, first time here. 
If you'll fill that out and take it to the Welcome Center after service, you go out these doors to the right. There will be um, some of our care ministry leaders there, and they will get that from you, and they will give you a gift bag. We want to give you some information about the church, and we want to um, give you a gift. So we hope that you will take advantage of that. And I just do want to say welcome to all our faith family this morning, and we want to say a big welcome to our online congregation. So let's give them a big hand this morning for being with us. Yes. So um, you got a little taste of what you're going to see tonight, and we hope that you're going to join us tonight. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. How many of you enjoyed the kids' program this morning? Weren't they precious? Yes. They were precious. They did a great job. So please come out tonight. Um, we're excited. Uh, they have been working so hard since October on this program. They put a lot of work into it. So come tonight and come see the Lamb. Invite somebody with you. We're excited um, to be able to share that with you. Um, so who's ready to give this morning? Amen. So if you need a tithing envelope, our ushers are walking down the aisles. If you'll raise your hand, they will get you a tithing envelope, and you can fill that out. We want to thank all of you so much for all of your giving here at Northview. Whether you give online, through PushPay, you'll see on the um, screens the ways that you can give. We make it very easy for you to give. Um, how many of you are enjoying the projection on the back wall? Isn't that beautiful? It adds so much to it. And that was part of our Easter offering. God, um, through your giving, through the Easter offering, we were um, able to replace all these and update it. So are you enjoying that? Yes, it's beautiful. And tonight, there's some special effects that go with the program, so we're excited for you to see that too. Ushers, you can come forward. I'm going to ask you to stand and prepare yourself to give. You know, during this Christmas season is all about giving, about Christ, uh, God giving his son Jesus. And so this morning as we give, I ask that you come with a heart excited to give and excited that God gave his son for us. Are you excited about that? Yes, that's the only reason we're here. So we're going to ask you to come and give now.
tonight. So we're going to get them out of here and get them fed, give them a minute to breathe, and then they got to they got to face Sister Blease, <clears throat> and then face the general public. So I'm going to be very brief. Uh, do we have my my slide show up yet, Miss Renee? Uh, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I, I've been pastoring for 32 years now. And considering that I was doing ministry and youth pastoring several years before that, I've, I've been around the block a time or two. I know I don't look that old. I know I look like I just got out of college good, but what y'all laughing at? Don't make me come down there. But I've said before that uh, I don't like holidays like Mother's Day, Father's Day preaching. Because after you've done it for 32 years, you've been like, I don't want to, I, me personally, I don't want to say the same thing over again. So I'm always looking for a new way, a new angle. I want to communicate something new from the Lord. But Christmas, man, I love Christmas. I, I could preach Christmas 365, 24-7, man, because it's all about Jesus coming. And not only did he come, but he came to redeem us. He came to die on the cross. He came on a mission, y'all. He came on an intervention mission. He came on an invasion. And, and he, he accomplished what he came for when he died on that cross, y'all. And three days later, he rose again, and boom, man. And nobody ever done that in the earth. Come on. I mean, a lot of people have come and said, I am a God. But only one man came, and he said, I've come to die for you. An ugly death, being ripped to shreds and hanging on an old rugged cross. But he also said for weeks and weeks prior to that, I'm going to Jerusalem, they're going to arrest me, and I am going to be killed, but on the third day. He didn't say it just once. He said it over and over and over again. On the third day, I will rise again. Man, how could that get old right there? That's the gospel truth, right? So the fact we celebrate that he comes and that he's here, then uh, we are good. All right, so there we go. Look at your neighbor say, welcome to Northview. So let me hit this thing and get it because what we're gonna do today, let's do our faith statement because we are sword drawn, word ready, purpose filled. We will not be denied and in Jesus' name, we will do everything, not somehow, but but triumphantly. We believe that today. We are more than conquerors through Jesus who loved us and gave himself for us. If you're born again today, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. If you've repented of your sins and made Jesus to be the Lord of your life, I'm gonna tell you right now, he is working in and through you and all things will work together for good. Amen. If you're gonna make any uh, comments or put anything on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or whatever you're on, TikTok, concerning this message today, I want you to use the hashtag process. Process. We're gonna talk about that for just one minute and put the location for Northview Harvest Ministries. Now, what I'm gonna do is we're just gonna read through we're going to read through some of the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, but I want you to read it along with me. Could you do that? And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. Hold on just a minute. Let's do it again. And it came to pass. 
In those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. I'm reading from the New King James here. This census took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. Y'all still reading with me? Verse three. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around, around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, And suddenly, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Somebody give the Lord a praise if you love that story. And if I can just take you back to that verse one, that phrase that I went back to give emphasis on, and it came to pass. How many of you ever read something a hundred times and you read it a hundred and one time and something jumps out at you like it's never jumped out at you before and it's been in there the whole time. Anybody ever had that happen? Anybody ever watched your favorite movie and you've watched it a hundred times and you watch it a hundred and one times and all of a sudden you see something in that movie that you didn't see before? Okay, well maybe not a hundred. If you watched it that many times, you need, you need an intervention. <laughs> but this... I was reading this recently, and when I was reading it, and it came to pass. Say that with me. It came to pass. So I pulled up the old Bible software, and I started looking up that phrase, it came to pass, and I found it back in Genesis chapter 4, verse 3, and in the process of time. I don't mind stuff coming to pass. It's that process of time sometimes that wears me out. I mean, has anybody ever been in a rough season, a tough season, a difficult season of life, and it seems like that thing just grinding and grinding and grinding, and somebody comes up to you and pats you on the shoulder and gives you some little snippet answer, oh, don't worry, it won't be like this forever, and you just want to reach out and throat punch them? I'm just being honest. Anybody? I mean, come on. You did probably didn't think about throat punching, but how many of you thought about, don't even say that to me. 
Because sometimes when we get in difficult situations, when we get into hard seasons of life, we get into just things that, that we don't understand, that we can't wrap our mind around, and we are wondering, why is this happening? Why is it happening to me? Why is it happening to somebody I love? And it's like that process is, is just, it's not process, and it just came to a halt. And we are stuck in a storm, in a hurricane in life. Anybody ever been there besides me? But can I tell you today, folks, the Bible, she does not lie. And in the process of time, it came to pass. So I got to looking this thing up, and in my Bible software, it's got this cool feature on it. You can look up a word or a phrase, and it'll show you all those times that it's used in the Bible. And you can click on that, pull that verse up, but another thing it shows you, it shows you how many times that thing is found, that phrase or that word. It'll tell you how many times it's found. So would you like to know that phrase, it came to pass? Would you like to know how many times it's in the Bible? That would be almost worth one of those things that let's ask a question and the winner gets $100 to see who could get it. Trevor, how many times do you think it's in there? 14. All right, let's see. Let me get somebody here. Tim Poole, how many times do you think it's in there? 25. Hmm. Gary Hare, how many times do you think it's in there, brother? Hmm. Keith Thompson, how many? 47. Russell, is he close? Let me get somebody over here on this side. Luke, how many times? 45. It came to pass 45 times. Rick, how many do you think? I'm sorry, I have not asked a lady here yet, have I? Oh my goodness, I do not want to get. Molly, how many times do you think it's in there? I feel like that man on The Price is Right, man. We done gone from, from double digits all the way up to 275. Well, Molly, if we were having a contest today, come on down. So I'm sorry, fellas. Guess what? In the King James Version, the phrase, it came to pass, are you ready for this, is found 451 times. Four hundred and fifty-one times the Bible says it came to pass. And can I tell you something today, folks? Nothing's coming to pass in your life unless God has put his seal of approval on it. And I want to tell you something today. Whatever you're facing, whatever the mountain, the hardship, the devastating situation, no matter what the devil or life has thrown at you or your family, I'm going to tell you right now, if God has determined something for your life, it will come to pass and hell can camp out on your doorstep and will not be able to stop it. When God says now, it will come now. It will come to pass. So here, just let me drop these two things into you today. Takeaways for today, trust God and trust God's process. Look at somebody, tell them, say, trust God and trust God's process. 
Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if God told me 451 times in the Bible, it came to pass. And every time it's, it's reiterating something that God has determined, it came to pass. In the process of time, it came to pass. Let me tell you something, folks. I want to remind you of something today. God is sovereign. God is omniscient. He knows all things. He is omnipresent. He is not confined. He is not confined to time nor space. That is hard for us to wrap our little minds around. But not only is he omniscient, not only is he omnipresent, but he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. And in those three things, he is the sovereign God. Nothing can happen unless he allows it, and nothing can be stopped if he wants it to happen. Now, there's a whole bunch of kit and caboodle going on in Christendom today where people are trying to tell us God is not sovereign. But I'm going to remind you of this today. If you remove the sovereignty of God from God, you've got nothing more than a token God. But the fact that he is sovereign, the fact that he could put his son on a cross because he knew three days later the Holy Spirit was gonna enter that tomb and overshadow that dead body. Only a sovereign God can move death back and bring forth his will in humanity. He is a sovereign God. The bedrock of faith, folks, the bedrock of faith. Somebody shout the bedrock of faith. The bedrock of faith is this. It is to trust that God is sovereign and we can trust his heart as a loving father toward us in the process. Now, let me tell you something about in the process of time or the processes that we go through. I mentioned earlier, starting this message, that there are sometimes in the process, it's hard. It's difficult. We, we sometimes can even doubt, is God even paying attention to what's going on? Is God even aware to what's going on in my life? But can I tell you today, God is very much aware. Would you touch somebody and tell them he is very much, tell them this, say he is very much aware aware of what's going on. And let me tell you this, folks. Even when it looks like things are decaying or dying, can I remind you God sees things that we cannot see? There's an old hymn that used to be sung. You know, sometimes we need to go back and redig those old wells of the old hymns. And one of those old hymns says this. It says, we'll understand it better. Oh, some of y'all know it. I said, we understand it better by and by. There's some stuff that God is doing today in this season of your life that leaves you scratching your head and you don't know why in the world. And you can cry, you can hurt, and you can ache, and you are out of your soul's deepest point telling God, God, I want to hold on to you. I want to have hope. I want to maintain my faith. I'm going to do that, God, by your grace, but I don't understand. Has anybody ever been there? Well, let me go ahead and tell you this today, folks. There's no way sometimes in things that God has to process us through that he can give us that understanding because it is way beyond us, but it is not beyond him. It is in those times and those seasons, folks, that we simply have to do this. Trust God. And if you trust God, you're gonna have to trust the way God's processing a situation. And it's not just about us individually. Sometimes it's about our nation.
There's some stuff going on today. There's a lot of stuff going on today in this country that I don't like. And there's some stuff I look around, I'm like, God, why do you tolerate this stuff? Because if I was you, I'd be warming up some of them lightning bolts. But then I stop and think, boy, if I was God, I'd have got myself out of the picture a long time ago because I was well deserving of a lightning bolt at one time myself. But when I deserved a lightning bolt, God gave me grace and mercy and love. So you know what? If God's going to do that and I'm going to be Christ-like, then when I look at people I think deserves a lightning bolt, then I got to backtrack and I've got to say, Tim, you need to get out of the way and let that Christ thing rise in you and give grace and mercy and love. Because the last time I checked, the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. So see, even in the process that I don't like, God has to process stuff like that in me. Mm-hmm. Look at somebody say, trust God and trust the process. I want you to say this with me. Say, self, God's got this. Can you say that one more time? Self, God's got this. I want you to write this in your notes today if you're taking notes. God's got a plan and he's in control. I was in a season of my life Years ago, it looked like everything that I had worked so hard for had just fallen to pieces and collapsed. People were attacking my character. They were attacking my, my integrity. And, and I don't care what you think about preachers. There may be a lot of cheap ones and there may be a lot of lying ones. This guy's not one of them. In fact, I read a statistic the other day that they did a poll back last October 2022 and they found out that like something like 46% of people don't trust preachers because they do not trust preachers because preachers have been so crooked. I'm not one of those kind of preachers, folks. What you see is what you get. Can anybody give me an amen on that? You've been around me enough to know that, right? So in this season, when people started attacking my character and my integrity, lying on me and accusing me of stuff, and people started leaving the ministry that Kim and I were, were, were heading up, and I was just, man, I was broken. I'm not going to lie. I, I was just, I was crushed. I was devastated. And I was in our church when we were pastoring in Charleston in Mount Pleasant. I was in the old church building, and I was walking around uh, the foyer, or not the foyer, I was walking around the hallway around the perimeter of that little sanctuary and I was just walking around praying and I was boo-hoo and I was ugly crying, you know, snot, all that stuff. I wasn't very manly at the time. It was, it was just, when you crush, sometimes you don't care what it looks like. And I'm just pouring out my heart. I'm wailing before God. I mean, I am, ugly. I'm, I would about stop the traffic outside. People would have heard me I mean, I'm screaming, crying out to God. God, change this. God, help me. God, intervene. You can do it, God. I know you can. But God, why is all this happening to me? Why is it happening to my family? God, I've stood for what's right. I've preached what's right. I've stood on your word. Why are you letting people destroy the ministry that you've called me to? 
And I'll never forget, folks, if this that building was a little rectangular building and it would have been back in that corner if I was standing up on the stage of that sanctuary. In that back corner, I was rounding that corner, coming back up that aisle, and I taken about three steps. How many have ever had God speak to you and you know it was God? Anybody? Folks, let me tell you something. I took about two steps and inside my heart, inside my spirit, man, I heard the voice of the, of the Lord God Almighty, and this is what he said. He said, Tim, I have a plan, and I'm in control. And folks, I am not gonna lie. It hit me so hard, I stopped walking, and I just stood there. I couldn't say another word. And he said it again. He said, Tim, I have a plan and I'm in control. And then he asked me a question. And this is what God, the king, the creator of the universe asked me. Are you ready? He asked me this. Do you trust me? Now, folks, I'm not gonna lie to you. Up to that point, I had been wailing because of my broken spirit. But when the Lord God Almighty, the Lord of my life, the Redeemer of my soul, the one who loves me more than I could ever imagine, when he uttered those words to me, do you trust me, something broke inside of me that the God who loved me enough to die on a cross, the God who loved me enough to bless me and to cause the lines of my life to fall in pleasant places, the God whom I have lived my life for with everything that is within me, for him to have to ask me, do you trust me, broke my heart. And I said to God, I said, yes, God, I trust you. And folks, let me tell you something. In the process of time, things didn't turn around overnight. But let me tell you something. God didn't plan to leave me where I was at that low point in life. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna tell you what. God's got bigger plans than you could have ever imagined, but sometimes he can't take you straight there. Sometimes it's like a graph on a chart. Sometimes it's just not the trending line that keeps going up. Sometimes you're gonna hit a mountain and sometimes you're gonna hit a valley. But let me tell you something. You won't stay in the valley forever because God's got a plan and he's in control. Let me tell you what God told me, Tim. I've got a plan and I'm in control. For your life, he's got a plan and he's in control. But I'm gonna ask you the question God asked me. Do you trust him? Jeremiah 29, verse 11, verses 10 and 11 from the message Bible. I'm gonna give you three verses and we're out of here. This is God's word on the subject. This is the Message Bible paraphrased by Eugene Peterson. And he's quoting from the prophet Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's prophesying to the, the people of Judah, you're gonna be taken away into captivity for 70 years, 70 years. And we think our six week long problem's pretty rough. God said to them, for 70 years you're gonna be in captivity. You're gonna be a prisoner to another nation. But check this out. This is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, look what he says, I will show up 
and take care of you as I promised and bring you back home. And most of you know this part of the verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, look what it says. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you, not abandon you, plans to give you the future you hope for. Look at somebody and tell them God's got it all under control. How many of you really believe that today? How many of you really believe that today? In spite of the violence that's going on at our schools, in spite of all of the disrespect, in spite of the, in spite of the violent crime that's going around all over our county and our region, in spite of a looming recession, how many of you today can really look up to heaven and say, God, I will trust you in the process? because I know the thoughts and the plans that you have for me, thoughts of a hope and a future. Look at somebody and say, God's not gonna leave you where you are. He's got bigger and better things in store for you. This is my final verse. Philippians chapter one, verse six, and I chose to use the message Bible again. And look what the apostle Paul says, I love this. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. He's still working on me. Took him just a week. What is that little song said? To make the moon and the stars. Who wants to come sing it for me? Nobody. What? It took him just a week to make all that. He's been working on this for 57 years. Is he still working on you? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to join up with the Apostle Paul. And I'm going to say this. There's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that what God started, he will also finish. Would you stand with me today? I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to trust this process. I may not like it. But you know what? I never got an email from God asking me, Tim, what do you think I should do about this? In fact, if you read the book of Job, God kind of asked Job, he said, Job, where were you at when I hung the stars out there? Where were you at when I started doing all this stuff? I didn't have to ask your permission. I didn't ask you how to do it. And you know what? He's still saying that same thing. I don't need your help. Trust me. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God's process. You know why? Because he loves me and he loves you. There's some stuff even right now in my life and my family, I'm scratching my head and I'm like, God, why? And sometimes he gives me some insight past faith and sometimes he's just completely silent on the matter. And you know what? Whether he speaks to me and gives me the insight or whether he's completely mum on the word, I'm just going to trust him either way. 
because what he did in me, there is no doubt that he changed me from the inside out. Would you bow your heads with me today? I wonder if there's any person in here today. First of all, let me say this. Is there any person in here today that you're going through a very difficult season of life and this process of time that God is bringing you through, it's hurting, it's painful. And even sometimes you've said, God, do you even really care how much I'm hurting? If that's you, I want you to just raise your hand. I'm not going to do anything stupid. I'm not going to embarrass you. But if that's you, I just want you to raise your hand, please, so we can be praying with you. Thank you. I see hands up all over this room today. And you know what? Your question's very valid. And can I tell you something, friend? It's okay to ask God. I grew up old school. They used to tell me when I was little growing up, it was a sin to question God. Can I let you know something? God's so big, if you ask him a question, it's not going to scare him or offend him a bit. He doesn't mind you asking him. In fact, sometimes he'd rather us ask him instead of walking around with an attitude. So talk to God about it. Now, if you're in the room today and Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior, baby, let me tell you something. Your process right now that you're going through, God's trying to get your attention. And if Jesus is not the Lord of your life, there is a mean devil out there that's like a savage lion that wants to rip you to shreds. And if God's grace hadn't protected you to this point, you wouldn't even be alive right now. But you need to turn to God and you need to do it quickly because God's covering grace may not protect you forever. And God wants you to come to him and be his child. He wants you to lift your voice and say, Lord, forgive me a sinner. I am in need of a savior. So if that's you today, I want you to raise your hand. Who's in this room that can say, Pastor Tim, honest to God, I need to get right. Anybody? I see a hand back there. Who else? Who else? There's some more folk in here because I feel the Holy Spirit is just dealing with some hearts in this room right now. And we're gonna, we're gonna go backwards and we're gonna pray together. For those of you that right now, you can out of your own heart, your own mind. I would not embarrass you for anything, but if you're in this room and you can honestly say, Jesus, if breath left my body right now, I know with the way I've been living my life, I wouldn't be with you in heaven. I need to fix that, Lord. And I believe you brought me into this place today to remedy that situation. If that's you, I want you to come up here and stand in front of me at this altar and we're gonna pray together in a moment. If that's you. If you can honestly say, I need to get my heart right with God. I need to be saved. I am a sinner in need of a savior. Whoever you are, Today can be your day. Today, God can change your life. He can make you brand spanking new. I'm telling you right now, I can speak that from experience. For those of you that are in the room today that are dealing with a tough season that you're having to process in life, I want to pray for the Lord's courage and strength to be real to you. So if you don't mind, if, if you're not offended to do that, would you reach out and touch your neighbor right now? Or just kind of, I mean, 
like grab them by the hand. We're going to pray for one another. And I want you to pray strength and courage into your neighbor right now. You don't know what they're going through. And I'm going to tell you right now, there may be some spouses in here that you don't know what your spouse is going through on the inside. No matter how much you love them, no matter how much you care for them, and no matter how much you can read them, you don't really know what's happening inside their heart of hearts. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just pray strength and courage right now. Lord, you've given this word today about process, that, Lord God, we trust you and we trust the process that you're taking us through. God, I release over this congregation today, Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. And I know some folk in here right now, the devil is whispering in their ear and doubt and fear is whispering in their heart and saying, you know that God's not in control of this situation. You know God didn't allow this devastation to happen. But I'm gonna tell you right now, again, God is sovereign. He is omniscient. He knows more than we could ever imagine. He's omnipresent. He is already in tomorrow and next year working there while he's sitting with us today. He's not confined to time. And so I declare and I decree to you today that the omnipotent, all-powerful God is working the process out of his plan he's got a plan and he's in control and we're encouraging one another with that today because we're going to trust God and we're going to trust the process I'm going to trust God and I'm going to trust God's process I'm going to trust God and I'm going to trust God's process I'm going to trust God and I'm going to trust God's process Stop and think about this just a minute. Y'all remember we read the Christmas story this morning, right? And it came to pass, the process. Could you imagine Mary about 75 miles away from Bethlehem? Full-blown ladies, those of you that have had babies, full-blown pregnant, riding on the back of a donkey for 75 miles. Do you think she liked that journey? And then getting there and finding that there's no room in the inn. Ladies, would you like to give birth to your firstborn child in a stable and lay your baby in a manger? There was a lot of that stuff that was devastating to Mary and the process was disheartening to her. But how many of y'all know God was in charge of it the whole time? Even while she's wrapping that baby in swaddling clothes and laying him in a manger, there's an angel appeared outside of the city of Bethlehem to some shepherds and said, you shall find him wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. You know what God was saying? I got this. He's in control. No matter where you are, he's got you. He's in control. And I found out a long time ago, I can trust him. I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to trust what looks like. What it looks like is not what it's going to be forever. Romans chapter 4, verse 17, I'm done. The Bible says that Abraham believed God. And it says because God could give life to dead things. And he could speak to things that do not even exist yet. That's my God. You keep serving who you want to serve. But my God 
is bigger than death. And my God is still creating. Give him a praise, would you? Amen. How many of y'all think I should bring this, this microphone down to the pastor emeritus and let him bless you before you leave today? Let me hear it for the Pope of Hope. If you love Pastor, please show him some love, would you? Well, this Pope hopes he'll learn better. <laughs> God bless you for being here today. It's a wonderful time in the Lord. Come back tonight. You're in for a blessing. Now the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a good day.